Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. So there's two things I have to tell you before. Actually, I'm preaching. My southern title is called The Gospel of Fire. The Gospel of Fire. I don't want anybody to get confused. We all we, we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. So the gospel of fire is really just the good news of fire. The Holy Spirit came down in Acts 2 as tongues of dividing fire. The Holy Spirit is an, the part of the eternal Godhead, and his job was to continue the ministry of Jesus. So I'm not preaching a different gospel. I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Amen? So... We, we thank God for that. So I have to tell you two things. The Lord laid this on my heart before I get to praying and I start. The first things I have to tell you about, well, my, my mom was the one that was for all the first time. Yes, my mom was the one that was up here doing exhortation. And boy, it was something. Um, she, I, I, everybody here that knows me in our church, I just, I won't go into it, but the Lord miraculously delivered me from a heroin addiction when I was in jail um, in Middlesex County. And it uh, just completely changed my life. So I won't go too much into that. But I want to tell you guys about what happened to me earlier this year. Um, initially, when I got saved, or when I, when I came to Christ and really laid my life down for him, he, he put such a, a passion in me to know him more. And he does that to everybody who gets saved. Um, that's why in Revelations 2.4, he says, I know your works, but you need to return to your first love. Everybody remembers the first couple weeks they got saved. It's like the best days of your life. The, the colors are brighter, amen, <laughs> right? The sky is clearer, amen. You're like, this is just the best thing in the world. And things happen, circumstances happen, time comes, whatever may happen, and it starts to, to, to wane a little bit. It's, and this happens to, you know, a lot, but it doesn't have to happen. People have taught that, you know, oh, you, you, you go through these ups and downs, but in God, from what I see in scripture, it's always up, 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 up. From faith to faith and glory to glory. So, and this isn't to, to, to beat anybody who has been through low times. We all have. But it doesn't justify that the truth of the Bible is from faith to faith and glory to glory. Right? So we base our doctrine and our beliefs off the scriptures, not our experience. Amen? So earlier this year, I was, you know, I, I was continuing to go into God and I was praying and praying the whole, circling, um, going through scriptures and and really pressing in to know God more. And I was praying this Holy Spirit one day and something just broke my heart. I believe actually Pastor Dwayne preached a message and it, it tore me up. And I came to the Lord and I said, God, if you don't make me holy, I want you to kill me. And I meant it with all my heart. I rather, in that moment, and it was extreme duress, I'd rather the Lord had killed me to be with him than to experience less like what I knew wasn't right. So I, I went to a fast, a three-day fast, and I didn't eat any food. And, and, but at the first day of the fast, the Lord brought something to my attention that was living in me that was so ugly. And people who have been there before aren't wondering what it is. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and so he brought it to my attention, and I was fasting, and I was crying to the Lord, Lord, I'd much rather die than have to put this to death. It was so painful. It was so painful. And, and, but eventually I did the three-day fast. I put it to death. And it was as if 
God himself opened up heaven. And my life just since that moment has just taken off as a rock on like a rocket ship. A fire came in my, my, in my belly that I, I mean, I'm going to try to explain to you what God wants you. And, and it wants for every, all his church. And it just, it, it did something to me. It did something. It put this hunger in me to know God more. And it was, it was really like this. It was like if I was a kid and I, was, I, was, I had like a little toy and it was my favorite toy and my toy fell under the bed. But I was scared to go under the bed because it was dark and there was monsters down there. This was the ugly thing that God brought before my face. And, but since my favorite thing, knowing God, fell under the bed, I was like, I got to go under there. I can't, I can't leave it. I finally got to go under there and face this thing that's so ugly. And I was scared. And for three days, I knew I had to do it. But for the three-day fast, I just told God, anything, I'll, I'll, I'll preach in every nation. I'll be poor. I'll give up everything. I, I, I said, anything but this, Lord. Anything but this. How many been there before know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right? It's so painful. It's like, so I go under the bed. I finally go to, to face this ugly thing. And when I, when I lift up the, 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 the curtain or whatever the sheep may be, all I found was God's grace and mercy. That's all I found. I had nothing to be afraid of. God was there with open arms. And, and he was like, I've been waiting for this moment. And so that was earlier this year. And um, since that moment, God has, everybody knows the testimonies of me and my wife. We probably, and this isn't showing off, I'm bragging on God. We probably have a testimony every week, <laughs> if not every three days, right? Uh, and and that's, that's the grace of God. So he just opened up the windows of heaven. But I, I had to give up that thing. I had to repent wholeheartedly from that thing. Now, the problem is people think repentance is boo-hooing, right? But the Bible, right, the word repentance in Greek is metanoia, and it change your mind. So if during this sermon, you need to repent of something, you don't have to break down and cry. You don't have to feel, it may happen, but you don't have to. You can actually just make a mental check in your head and resolve in your heart, Lord, I turn from this and I turn to you. That's repentance. Amen. Amen. It's the second thing I have to tell you. I just went out to um, Kensington, Philadelphia. If anybody ever heard of the area, they call it zombie land. Um, me being an ex-heroin um, addict, um, I, I just, I wanted to go because I know, I know they need it, right? I've been there, so I knew they needed some love. So I went there and I was, I was the Lord um, really blessed me by blessing these people. People were getting healed. Legs that were swollen were, 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 were shrinking. Amen. A guy who had to get his foot amputated, he couldn't walk. I prayed for him. He started walking. He's, so he started cursing because he wasn't Christian. He was like, this is, and he just started going off, right? <laughs> um, and, and, um. Uh, yeah, that was, but it was this kid in a wheelchair and then I'll get into praying and we'll, we'll go into the sermon. Um, it was this kid in a wheelchair and, um, I saw him in my heart. Can I get the mic? Okay. I said, how old are you? He said, I am 25. He had no shirt. He had, his clothes had holes in them. He had maybe three pairs of sweatpants. Both of his legs had casts that were like this thick. And he was, and his hair was matted down with dirt and sweat. He was 25 years old. And I said, man, I said, what happened? And he said, man, I got shot in the back. And ever since then, I was taking the pain meds. The doctors prescribed the pain meds to him. And he said, then it went to another thing. And now I'm here on these streets. And I just knew from the inner witness, you were raised in church, weren't you? He said, yes, I was. He said, my mom still prays for me. She doesn't know why my mom still prays for me. 
And I started preaching the gospel to him. I said, Jesus wants you to walk. I'm crying now. I'm, I, I don't see nobody in, in the whole streets. There are people doing crazy things around me, and I don't see nobody except for this kid. And the compassion of Jesus welled up in me. And I said, Jesus wants you to walk. He wants you to walk. He, and the kid starts crying. He's like, I feel tingling in my legs. I feel heat in my legs. I said, and I, the Lord brought it to my remembrance, Mark, um, blind Bartimaeus. He, he took off his coat and ran to Jesus. He said, son of David, have mercy on me. So this kid had a, a, a bag of his, his stuff that he carried around with him. I said, put the bag down and get up and you will walk. He said, I feel hot. I said, that's the anointing. Just get up and walk. Please, oh God, get up and walk. He said, but I'm embarrassed. I said, don't worry. It's okay. You'll walk. You'll never be in the wheelchair again. He said, but people are going to see me. And he stayed in that wheelchair. The power of God was there to put him out of that wheelchair. But because of pride, he did not receive his healing. So what I'm preaching you today is really a continuation of what our pastor started last week. And I'm believing God with you guys that he is going to touch your heart. Whether you are backslidden, God is married to the backslider. That's okay. Whether you are Luke, God says, still come home. I got some heat for you. Whether your heart is cold, God says, I have a fire that'll melt all, all freezing off of it. Or if you're just hungry, God says, I have more. So with that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. We, we're, we're so very grateful to be gathered here together today, Father God, to worship you. Oh, Lord, we came expecting. We came hungry. Oh, oh, Father Whatever may be the state of our heart today, earnest to touch us. We ask you right now in earnest for the fire of the Holy Ghost to fall upon us. Whether it leads to repentance, whether it leads to more passion, whether it leads to renewing our first love, we just want you, Father God. We just want you, Father God. I thank you that Jesus, the evangelist, speaks. I thank you that Jesus, the miracle worker, speaks through me. Oh Lord, today's order is signs and wonders cloaked in wisdom. So we thank you for signs and wonders and the wisdom of God to his people. And God, it's only you that can turn our hearts completely to you. And we want you to. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we all know where we're going to go. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you something. As we're getting there, um, when you get there, say amen. amen. I'm going to tell you something. So that kid that didn't get up out of the wheelchair, what happens is you can actually quench the Holy Spirit by reasoning yourself out of a situation. Right? Um, you, you can... If while I'm preaching, you feel conviction and you want to cry, if you're like, I can't cry in front of these people, the Holy Spirit was trying to get something through to you and you can stop it. Or if while I'm preaching, you start to hear, get a little joy, a little laugh, and you're like, oh, I don't want people to look at me funny. You'll quench the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the presence of God really touches our emotions. And as we get touched in our emotions, we're supposed to have a response. We, uh, the church has been guilty in times past preaching, oh, we don't live off experiences, which is true. We live off the word of God, but there's no way you can come 
into a contact with a holy God, an all-powerful God, an everlasting God, and not feel hey, something? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Yo, people, I, I wasn't old enough, but Michael Jackson used to like sing, and people would faint. I mean, people. I seen the videos. Like women would just men, grown men, beards rolling, pass out. Mike's here. <laughs> Mike has stepped in the building. Stop everything. So, and, and they had this just from their emotions, passed out. <laughs> now you know Michael Jackson was bad, right? So <laughs> I get it. Um, but the Holy Spirit's better, right? He, he, he comes in a whole different power. He comes with a whole different experience. And I'm telling you, it's this, I, 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 I need help. I prayed to get through this because this whole week, I, the Lord has just been blessing me, blessing me, blessing me. I said, Lord, I want to deliver that to your people, which you want to deliver them. But in order to do that, to experience it. And so this whole week, I've been, the, the, the power of God has, has fallen upon me a couple times. And I'm just letting you guys know it because he's not a respecter of persons. If you need something new, if you need something fresh, right? If you need something to impact your heart, if you need something to heal your body, the power of God will come upon you and, and all of this stuff that's not him will be overshadowed. But you got to yield to him. You can't be prideful. You can't be afraid, right? So th- th- this week, even as I was praying in, in the spirit and I was I got to a point because of I got freed up from um, that thing that was hindering my character from being like God, because that's really what sin is. Things inside you that hinder you from that, from being like Jesus. And as I got rid of that thing, the Lord has just been blessing me and blessing me and blessing me. But it hasn't made me satisfied. It's made me more hungry than ever. So I found myself in my living room and I'm praying and and I'm praying and I'm singing a song. I said, God, this cannot be it. This is great, but this can't be it. There's got to be more. You said in John 3 that you give your spirit without measure. So you have a measureless spirit. In Ephesians 1.19, it says the immeasurable greatness of your power towards them who believe. So if I'm not satisfied, that means there's got to be more. So I'm saying this to God, right? So I, then, you know, I'm, I'm in my emotions and I catch myself like, I'm sorry, Lord. Um, <laughs> I'm not yelling at you. I'm just excited. And so his power fell on me one day and I was in my living room and I fell out and I woke up and I said, whoa. I said, okay. I got up. I told my wife, I said, um, I got to calm down. And the next day I prayed in the spirit and I couldn't, I couldn't almost make it home. I was walking and I was praying in the spirit and the Lord fell upon me and I almost fell and was staggering like a drunk in the streets because I couldn't almost make it home. Then I was praying in the spirit in the shower one day, the Holy Ghost fell upon me and I fell in the shower and I had to call my wife to come help me because I couldn't move. Now I'm not preaching an experience. I'm preaching contact with a holy God and a powerful God. It's biblical. It's biblical. Right? It, uh, anybody who's seen Jesus, what did they do? They fell at their f- on their face as if dead. And, and they could not stand. They said, uh, I, I, how can I get up? And it took a touch from the Lord to get him up because it was so powerful. And I, I, I can, even from the time that I came in here and I sensed worship, I sense the presence of God yeah, manifesting God. to his people today. You got to be open to him. Yeah. You got to be open to him. Yeah. You got to be open to receive. Yeah. Listen, I'm telling you, your, your, your worst days are behind you. Your best days are ahead of you. And your best days begin today. Yes. Amen. Yes. Because when you come in contact oh. 
with this God that we serve, the God, and I'm going to go there, I'm going ahead of myself, who answers by fire, your life will be changed forever. Amen. 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 So let's go to Acts 2. I'm sorry. Thank you, Lord. I got to go. It says, actually, let me go back to Acts 1 verse 8. And Jesus was talking to disciples before he went. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I am not preaching power for power's sake. I am not preaching power for experience sake. I'm preaching the power and fire of God for devotion to him and to people. When you love God, you love people. When you come in contact with the power of God, you want people to experience it. I am not preaching, as some may say in their head, power for power's sake. Power without love always puts the people without power in bondage. We don't do that. We, 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 we preach the gospel, Jesus Christ. So people who have limp legs can stand. So people who have deaf ears can hear. So people who have depression clouding their minds can be set free. That's what we preach the power of God for, for the freedom of his people that his son Jesus died for. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah, glory to, glory to God. So on the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, remember this, suddenly, 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 at any moment while I am speaking, you can have a suddenly moment. If you purpose in your heart right now to expect, you know what, Lord, whatever this young man is talking about, I want it. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> it is good, I promise. It's <laughs> it sounds, sounds fun. I, I'm telling you, you want it. You can purpose in your heart right now. I expect the suddenly moment, and it'll suddenly come upon you. And suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave sutterance. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It says divided tongues. Double. And the old kingdom says cloven tongues. It means two tongues. The, tongue, the two tongues, the cloven tongues, was a twofold purpose. To pure, purify and to empower. To purify and to empower. Right? We, we, we need, I'm going to tell you something. People have gotten to this rut thinking, man, if I just study my Bible enough, if I just pray enough, and I don't, I, I study my Bible and I pray, and you should study your Bible and you should pray as much as you can, then I, I can get rid of the sin in my life. No, 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 no. It takes the fire of God. Yeah to come upon you and come inside you, to burn up those things which hinder you from being like Jesus. It takes that power. It, when we got saved, it says the immeasurable greatness of his power that raised Christ from the dead is what he used to save you. The same power that shook the tomb open and Jesus came out was the power that saved you. You can't tell me that that power comes upon you and you don't have an experience. Oh my God, listen. Oh God, mm. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Listen to me. Those, the, so the, 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 the cloven tongue, one to purify, one to empower. And they flipped the whole world. And in the sermon, 3,000 people were saved. Peter, who was who denied Jesus, right? He got murdered and he denied Jesus. They were like, yo, don't. 
right before Jesus died, got um, tried, they said, don't you know that guy Jesus wasn't you with him? He was like, mm, I can't say I was. <laughs> They're like, but we seen you with him. Nah, that's my cousin in them. I, I, I don't really be around them. Uh, they're like, but you from Galilee too. And, and we stroll by, we, he said, nah, it really wasn't me, <laughs> right? I hear you. I know you got the pictures, but it wasn't me, right? <laughs> so, and, and that's how he was coming. But when the fire of the Holy Ghost fell upon him, he stood up in front of a whole lot of people and he said, this Jesus who you crucified, this is the Jesus who promised the Holy Spirit who's here right now. And that which you see, saw something and hear, heard something is what's happening. Glory to God. That which you see and that what you hear. Listen, I, I'm, I'm very people who say they come into contact with the power of God and they just stood there. Oh, I got the power of God on me. Oh, the power. And then, you know, they get a little, they get a little praying in the spirit. And a little power. Right? <laughs> Coming into contact with the power of God, I heard it said, it was put like this and it's 100% true. It's like getting a light socket that's open, licking your finger and sticking it right in there. Right? <laughs> And, and if you can stand there with your finger in a socket that's live, go to a doctor, right? Something wrong, right? Um, and, and, and that's what it's like. It, that's exactly what it's like. And, and, and not to say that you need that to be saved, but when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that power comes upon you. I remember when I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I was 12 years old and I was in youth group and the Holy Spirit fell on me. And I didn't get no little Holy Spirit. I got the big Holy Spirit. I didn't get, I didn't get a little prayer language. I got big tongues, huh? And it came upon me and I prayed for like an hour and a half. My grandma drove me around the city and I robo keche. Mona, power came on me at 12. Ah, Lord. Oh, Lord. Listen, I, and this is, I, I feel like I have to say this. I didn't want to, but I have felt the heat of drugs flowing through my veins. And it is nothing compared to the power of God. It is nothing compared to the fire of the Holy Spirit. You can take your best experience, you can multiply it times a million, but when the fire of God comes inside you and upon you, it is the best thing you'll ever experience. And it will leave you panting, thirsty, crying out, I need more! I need more! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then let me show you something, saints, you who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you who have experienced the Holy Spirit, you who have touched and tasted the power of God. God bless you. That's awesome. But let's go real quick to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. And I'm just going to go to 31. He says, and when they prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled, say that, with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. I thought they were just filled. I need a mic. Oh, good. Y'all here? So I thought they were just filled, right? That's what the Bible said in Acts 2. They were filled. But in the Greek, it's always a term of always being filled. You don't get filled once. You need more fillings. You need some refillings. You need, you need more. Listen, you need more Holy Spirit. Luke 11. I, I love it. This is actually my main text, and I skipped it. Luke 11. He's talking about prayer. And he says in verse 11, 
through 13, he says, What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Say that with me. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So it says, how much more will the Heavenly Father give to those who ask? So if, the whole, if God wants to give it more than you want to ask for it, then there's more of it than you can stand. You understand me? There is more of it than, there is more of the Holy Ghost than your body has capacity for. Right? More and more and more and more. And, every, and listen, God, we, whoever has kids here, right? You love feeding your kids. There's no way your kids come up to you. You're hungry. Well, sometimes they, you know, they be hungry two minutes after they just ate. But <laughs> if they're legitimately hungry, you're not like, ah, kick rocks, right? You're like, oh, yeah, no, let's get some food for them, right? You, you actually, it's actually a delight to feed our kids, right? We love seeing them smile. We love taking them out there. We love these things. And God infinitely loves more to give his Holy Spirit to those who ask. Infinitely more. More. Say it. More. Say, I want more. Oh, God. And, and that's what we're here today for. Oh, that's what we're here today for. We're here to receive more. We're here to receive more, deeper, deeper walk with Christ. Oh, we're here to receive something that we've never had before. We're here to taste something we never tasted before. I'm telling you, God is not stale. He's not old. He doesn't run dry. He, 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 you, can't, you can't wrap your head around God. There's nothing where you're just like, all right, I got God figured out. That, the moment you think that, you're in trouble. I'm telling you, when I, the, 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 I went to go pray in the Spirit this week, and I said, and, I, and this is just, you know, this is how I was taught to pray by our pastor. I've probably been praying maybe an hour in tongues every day for like three years, right? And that's not me showing off. That's just how the pastor taught me to do it. And so I pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. And I said, one day I was just like, you know what? I feel like I'm just doing this because I'm used to doing this. And I knew there was a problem. I said, because this is praying in the Spirit. This is a supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit. Everything God is in the Holy Spirit, he is inside of you. God, the Holy Spirit inside of you is not less of God because he's inside of you. God cannot be less of God anywhere, right? <laughs> so I'm praying in the spirit. And I said, this is, this. and then so I come to church next week and PD says, it. he says, this is the word for this house, new dimensions in tongues. And I said, I, I receive that word. I honor the man of God and I receive that word. And that next week, the Holy Spirit has just been coming upon me so powerfully. But guess what? I'm hungry for him. I don't, I, I, I can't. It's gotten to a place where it, I told the Lord as I was praying, I was like, Lord, it'll drive me crazy if I can't get more of you. And some people, I, I, I do want to um, put a warning out for this. Some people have called me extreme, but honestly, in, my, in, in what my estimation of it is, is it's usually people who are ignorant of the things of God, like, you know, baby Christians who don't understand or backslidden. <laughs> but it's never a hungry person I met for God that's like, oh, you're too hungry for God. <laughs> right? It's never happened once. Um, and, and so I, I, I committed this week. I said, Lord, I'm going to pull on your power until I see if you run dry. Big mistake on my part. I'm just going to let you know right now because he kept giving it and giving it. I said, okay, I'm done. Take it. Get it away from me. I'm good. <laughs> I got, it's enough. <laughs> you know? and, 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 but he, he put that hunger in me for more and more and more and more and more and more. When the Holy Spirit fills you, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he consumes you. He consumes you. 
everything, I'm telling you, everything that's not of him, you come face to face with it and you just love Jesus so much, you're like, I'll kill it because I need you. I need you. And it could be the fact that I, and maybe, you know, God works his, his ways and it could be a fact that, you know, I, I, I had an addiction. So now Christ is my addiction. I need more. Jesus, I can't get enough. And it's, it's, it's better because when I had an addiction on the streets, I would have to fight and, and, and strive and, and steal and rob to get what I wanted. But if I want more of Jesus, all I got to do is ask. If I want more God, listen, he'll never deny the prayer. Give me more of your Holy Spirit. It's a prayer that gets answered every time. Oh, and we want more of his Holy Spirit. Listen, yesterday we had the outreach and I saw something that was amazing. I saw people smiling. Not just the people receiving, but the people volunteering. I seen them smiling, having a good time. Joy, joy. Listen, it was the most beautiful thing. And don't worry, we'll have another one and you can come out. It was the most beautiful thing, right? And that's what the love of God leads us to do. That's what the fire of God leads us to do. That fire comes upon you. And you if you were quiet before, you're like, I can't shut up. I got to tell people about what the Lord did for me. I was blind. Now I see. I was broke, but now I'm doing good. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. I was an addict, but now I'm free. Oh, my God. I just got to tell everybody. It's not no I, anybody who will listen to me. And if you won't listen, I yell it to you anyway. I got to tell you about this Jesus. I got to tell you about this Holy Spirit. I got to tell you about this life. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I need to tell somebody all day long. I think, who can I tell about the Lord? Who can I tell about Jesus? Jesus and this love. Oh God, I need to tell somebody. Oh, I need to tell somebody. Oh, I need to tell somebody. Oh, glory to God. Oh, I need to tell somebody. Oh Lord, ah, listen, you talk about passion. You talk about fulfilling your dreams. Oh my God, if God puts a fire in your soul for people, for lost souls, every dream that you want, you will wholeheartedly chase it because you just, I gotta love somebody with this love. Oh God, and as I was seeking God for this power and this fire, I said, Lord, I need more of it. I need more of it. And when I got some, I would get knocked out because he would knock me out. And then I'd get back out, I'd collect myself, drink some water, and I'm like, I need more. <laughs> and, and, and my God, I've been doing this now for maybe a little over a week, and I just feel like I, I maybe only touched maybe maybe a little, little fraction of it. I don't see an end to it. <laughs> I don't see an end to it. I don't see an end to it. Listen, we thank God. So let me show you the three things that happened in Acts 2. Thank you, Jesus. So let's go to Acts 37 through 38. I couldn't read the whole thing, but let's go to Acts 2, 37 through 38. Glory to God. Any, anybody getting something? Yes. Anybody getting something? Yes. Receiving? Of this sermon, two or three people can catch a fire. Glory to God. If by the end of this sermon, two or three hard hearts are softened, glory to God. If by the end of this sermon, those who are hungry get more. Glory to God. Acts 2. Glory to God. Thank you. So Acts 2. I was talking about the word of God. Listen, if people could catch what the Lord is trying to do, what he started doing in this church just recently with his dream series, I really believe that's when he kicked it off through our pastor. And if, if you can catch this, 
then glory, but it is on 100% on you to catch it. I'll preach it, I'll preach it, I'll preach it, I'll preach it. It'll come in power. There'll be times where you'll get hit in your gut. There'll be times where you get hit in your heart. There'll be times where you get hit in your head or you start feeling something on your body or you start feeling something in your belly and you got to give into it. You got to give into the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to tell you what, God, because I have Bible to back up everything I'm saying, will always perform his word. Always. Always. So it's up to us. Say, I'm going to get it. Say, I'm going to get the fire. I'm going to get the fire. Glory to God. So I'm going to talk about the three. Actually, let's go to 1 Kings 18. Hey, it's a very familiar passage. Let's go to 1 Kings 18. I'm actually going to read this whole thing. This is probably one of my favorite passages in Scripture. But let me go to it. I'm going to start at verse 20. 20 verse 20. Absolutely. Anybody there? Okay, amen. So Ahab sent to all the people of Israel and gathered the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people and said, how long will you go limping between two different opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I, even I only, am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal prophets are 450 men. Let two bulls be given to us and let them choose one bull for themselves. Let me move a little forward to verse 26. So they prepared the bull and they took the bull that was given to them and they prepared it and called upon the name of Baal from morning until noon saying, O Baal, answer us. But there was no voice, no one answered, and they limped around the altar that they had made. And Elijah mocked him, saying aloud, for he is a God, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is musing or he is relieving himself, using the bathroom, or he is on a journey, or perhaps he is asleep and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their custom with swords and lances until the blood gushed out from upon them. And as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering of the oblation, when there was no voice, and there was no voice. No one answered, no one paid attention. I'm going to say this before I continue. If you serve anything else that's going to beside God, it's going to require a price. It is going to require a price. It says that they ended up slashing themselves and cutting themselves as was customs. Now, it may not be like that for us today, but anything that you serve before God is going to take some of your time. It's going to take some of your money. It's going to take some of your peace. It's going to take some of your joy. It's going to require a price that you cannot pay. And even Christianity requires a price that we could not pay. So God paid it for us. Amen. Jesus went to that cross because we could not pay that bill. We could not serve God without the proper sacrifice. And nothing in ourselves would have ever been pleasing to God but to sinless life. So Jesus walked this earth. He suffered. He got tormented. And he died to foot the bill for you. Amen. Amen. F.F. Bosworth said it. He said, if you have a religion without blood, you just have ideas. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. So verse 30, then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. And all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been thrown down. Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of son of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be your name. And with the sons, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about around the altar as great as would contain two sayers of seed. That's like 14.6 gallons. And he put the wood in order and cut the bull into pieces and laid it on the wood. And then he said, this is my favorite part, 
Fill four jars with water, pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And then he said, do it again. They did it a second time. They said, do it again. And they did it a third time. So much water ran down the altar and filled the trench also with water. So he got the sacrifice. He prepared it. He put water and water. Everybody knows wet wood doesn't light, right? You can, just no matter what. I mean, like, it just doesn't light. If it's wet to the, the, the core of it, it just, it won't light. Okay? So this is what he did with the wood. I mean, this is what he did with the sacrifice. And at the time of the offering of oblation, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, the God of covenant, the God of covenant, we have a covenant with Jesus, the God of covenant. Let it be known this day that you are God in Israel. Let it be known this day that you are God in KLM and that we are your servants and all that we do, we're doing according to your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust. And it licked up everything. It licked up the water that was in the trench. And when the people saw it, they fell on their faces. They said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. This sacrifice that he drenched with water, I don't care how much the enemy has been trying to douse your flame. I don't care how much the enemy has been trying to douse your life. I don't care whether it's been wayward children. I was one of them, but thank God I'm saved. I don't care if it was poverty. I know some poor people, but they got rich. I don't care if it was a sickness. I know some sick people and they got healed. I don't care what the devil trying to do to douse your flame when the fire of God falls upon it. It won't just lick up that thing, but you'll get extra blessings. It'll lick up everything else around it. It'll lick up peripheral things. It'll lick up things that you didn't even know were there. The fire of God is so powerful. Oh God. And he will turn your heart completely back to him. He will return you to your first love. He'll restore unto you the joy of your salvation. Oh, Lord, everybody. Oh, my God. If I could just listen. Oh, if I could get this across to you. There's so much joy. There's so much joy. There's so much joy in the relationship with Christ. There is quite literally nothing on this world that can even compare, even remotely, even slightly, even. It does not matter. It doesn't come close to the love of Jesus. It does not come close to that love that he has for you. If you find yourself today struggling with a stronghold, if you find yourself today struggling with depression, if you find yourself today struggling with addiction, oh God, oh God, the love of the Lord will come upon you like a fire and wipe away even the stain. And then you'll be like those, those Hebrew boys in, in Daniel 3. They'll be walking around in the fire with no chains on them. Oh, yeah. and, and that fire, it's going to be the warmest thing to you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to set you so bright that when you go back to work, when you go back home, they're going to be like, what's different about you? Here's a light in your eye. Man, what, what is that about you? And you could tell them boldly, met this man named Jesus and he came with this love and he baptized me with his Holy Spirit and he set me ablaze and oh I just want to go on a mountain and shout and dance and tell everybody oh God oh God 
Listen, I, <laughs> uh, Holy Spirit, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I feel the joy of the Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. So let me tell you the three things the fire did. The fire fell, they fell. The fire fell, they fell. It said, as soon as that fire fell, it was really a strike of lightning. Um, it was that quick. Boom, gone. The second they had a reasonable sacrifice, boom, the Lord took it. That's important to know. The fire fell, they fell. They said, the Lord, he is God. They repented. They repented. Repentance, once again, is not boo-hoo, boo-hoo. It's, Lord, I turn my heart to you. I've been living wrong. I may not have murdered somebody, but maybe I was lying. Maybe I was not coming into the office on time, trying to, but you know it's been bothering you. And Uh-oh, uh-oh. Don't, don't tell on yourselves. Jesus. <laughs> Lord, um, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody who's, who's born again of God, everybody who's born again of God knows when something's off. It, it just, it's, something, it's like a little tick. Even if you've, you've no, put it down, it's a little tick. And if you're feeling it now, you don't got to say it out loud, but under your breath where you're at, even in your heart, I repent, Lord. I turn back to you. So they repented. And then there was a revival of religion. They took all the prophets of Baal. Mind you, these are grown men, probably. It's like 850 of them. And they overpowered them and killed them. The Lord gave them strength to do what he called them to do. The Lord gave them strength to live the life that he called you to live. The Lord does not call you into this relationship to be a Christian without giving you the proper power to live it out. He doesn't. He would be unfair if he did. And our God is not unjust. Amen. So it, and then so, so repentance came, revival of religion, and then let's go right over here. And Elijah said to Ahab, go up, and this is the best part. Oh, Lord, and this is where the, ah, thank you, Jesus. Go up, ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, we prepare for this. Go up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of the rushing of rain. They have been in a drought for three years. They've been in a drought for three years. I know what it feels like is in a drought. I know what it feels like. I, I never forget the day when I woke up and I said, Lord, do I really have to live another day? I don't care how long. It could be three years. It could be 20 years. It could be 15 years. You could have been walking with the Lord on fire when you were a kid and fell off. You could have been walking with the Lord for 10 years, 30 years and fell off. And guess what? The once you repent to the Lord, he gives you the strength. But then not just that, the rain comes. All the rain comes. All the rain comes. All the rain comes. And that's why Peter said it in his sermon. He said, repent in Acts 13, 19 through 20. He said, repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out and that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Refreshing. Oh, refreshing. I'm telling you, you, you I, I, we, listen, I'm speaking from experience. I, we, we, every Christian has been there where you, you have sin, and it's either you, either you want to give it up and can't, or you don't want to give it up, and it's hard. But either way, once you give it up, that refreshing. Oh, that refreshing. Then you'll be like, yo, why did I even, why, why did I take so long to give it up in the first place? Uh, if, I, if I had known that this is what was going to take transpire afterwards, I would have gave it up years ago. Years ago. Oh, Lord. So Elijah said, go up, eat and drink, for there's a sound of rushing rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he bowed himself down to the earth, put his face to the knees. Humility. Humility. And he said to his servant, go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. He said, go again, seven times. And the seventh time, behold, suddenly, that's, I put that in there, but that's what happened. Suddenly, 
a little cloud like a man's hand was rising from the sea. And he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot, go down, lest the rain stop you. And in the little while, the heavens grew black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. It is not a little refreshing. The Holy Spirit, Peter said it the other week, he said that we serve a big God. The Holy Spirit, we serve a big, big Holy Spirit. He has a lot and a lot of fire. He has a lot, a lot of rain. He has, a, and this is something to think about. You go into through the scriptures. The Holy Spirit's never, he's never, um, he's never referred to as an element of rock, fire, water, rain. And the reason is became because of his that that overpowering rush of him. The reason is because of the fluidity of him. The way he comes upon you today might not be the same way he comes upon me. The way that he comes upon you today might not be the same way he comes upon somebody else. Right? He might be convicting some people of sin. He might be telling people, get more hungry for me. He might be telling people, you need to get saved. Today is your day. But the way he's talking to each and every one of us individually is different. Different. But it's all with the same express purpose, to free you, to revive you, and to refresh you. Oh, holy, oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you about the three sacrifices that are acceptable. In the Old Testament, they sacrificed bulls and goats, but it says in the Bible that the blood of bulls and goats were not sufficient enough, and never by those sacrifices could we be saved. So we have new sacrifices that the Lord accepts, and I'm going to give you the three real quick, and then we'll get into prayer. Amen? Amen. So the first sacrifice, Psalms 51, 17, you don't got to go there. It says, a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, this the Lord will not despise. The Lord is married to the backslider. The Lord is married to you. He, he cannot wait. He, he cannot wait for men to repent. That's the first thing he's waiting for. He wants people to repent. God is all day in heaven. Come home to me, please. If you go through the book of Hosea, God, in his holiness, he's like, ah, I got to kill them. But he's like, oh, but I love them so much. He's like, my holiness says, I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something about this sin. But my love says, I don't want to do it because I love them. So he said, I'm going to find a way to do both. So his son, Jesus Christ, died. And he got rid of all his wrath that was meant to go to us. All the judgment that was meant to fall upon us. And he judged Jesus on that cross. And he broke his body. And he ripped his soul apart. And he broke his mind. Just so that we can get the love. Because he refused to do it. He actually, near the end of the book, he's like, how can I desert you, Ephraim? I reached down and fed you. God reached down from heaven, from his throne. Psalms 8, what is man that we are mindful of him? God in heaven, while we were sinning, he's like, I can't wait for Jesus to come so they can come back to me. So they can come back to me. If any of you have a wayward kid, you know how that feels. I just want them to come home. I don't care what they did. I don't care what they did. I don't care what they're going through. I don't care what they said. It'll all be done away with if they just come home. Oh, the Lord is calling us home today. Oh, the Lord is calling us home today. And if you're saved, the Lord is calling you to enjoy the house even more. 
Amen. Glory to God. There's some more stuff in the house that you ain't seen yet. Oh, yes, there is. There's some more joy in the house that you've never touched yet. Yes, there is. There's some more peace that you never, you went to, a, you, you thought you explored the whole house. And he was like, that was just the front. <laughs> Wait till you see the back. <laughs> Glory to God. Wait till you see the back. Oh, Lord. Oh, God, so much more. So repentance, that's one. That's a, that's a reasonable sacrifice. Amen. The second one is found in Hebrews 13, 15, a sacrifice of praise, the fruit. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Listen, these things he's accept, he's accept, he likes a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise comes when you do not want to praise. Acts 4, when they got refilled, with the, not refilled, but they got a, a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. They just came out of jail. They were just beaten and whipped. But they said, God of heaven, grant us boldness so that we can speak your word. I, I've never been whipped, thank God. But I've, I've been beat before, but, you know, we ain't going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> my mama is here. Listen, um, <laughs> listen, ain't nobody when they get beat talking about, let me praise today. Ah, bleeding. Ah, you know, cut up. Let me just praise the Lord. Everything in your life is telling you don't praise today. I don't know who you are, but it was hard for you to get out of bed this week. It was hard for you to get out of bed before. And you've had no reason. No natural reason around you to praise. You've had no natural reason around you to look up to the sky and say, God, you're good. Despite all of this, you're still good. And you still deserve my praise. And you're still worthy. And oh God, I praise you. And I offer this sacrifice of praise to please you. That's the second sacrifice. The third one's not a sacrifice, but it is surely something that God will respond to. Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Act 1, 8, he said, go wait in Jerusalem, and you, the power will fall on high from you. So they went, and they waited in, in the upper room, and they were just waiting for what Jesus said was going to happen. They did not know what was, he said power's going to come on you, but that's like, go to the house and turn the lights on. What lights? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so they didn't know what was going to happen, but they were hungry to receive what Jesus told them to receive. So they went there and they waited in expectancy. God responds to hunger. God responds to hunger. The first reason you're hungry in the first place is because he put it in you. And he is not a deceiver. If he put it in you, he'll satisfy it. That's been my prayer. Lord, you did this to me. So I need more of you. You did this to me. I was going to die. You put this in me. So give me what you promised. God ain't scared of you. When I yelled at God, he's not like, ooh, Daniel. Oh, no. <laughs> he's yelling. No, 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 no. Hebrews 4 says, boldly we enter the throne room. I, I mean, I come before the Lord. God, it's me again. It's me again. I need more. But then I, I need more. All right, go ahead. Get some more. Hits me, knocks me out. He'll be good for a couple. <laughs> and that's how, he, that's how he works. He'll give you more. If you're hungry for God today, he'll give you more. If you repent, he'll accept your sacrifice. If you praise and you can't, it's hard for you to praise right now, he'll accept your sacrifice. If you're hungry for God, he'll fill you. He'll fill you. Amen. Glory to God. So the Lord, oh, let me say one more thing, actually. I'm going to end here. 2 Peter 3, verse 8 through 10. 2 Peter 8, verse 3 through 10. We're talking about the fire of God. 
And Mark 9, 49 says, everybody will be salted with fire. Everybody will taste fire. There is not a man, woman, child, adult that will not taste the fire of God. But the fire you receive is determined on the fire you are expecting and the fire that you want. You will receive the fire of God one way or the other. 2 Peter 3, verse 8 through 10. Uh, let me get there. It says, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. It's God's will for us to repent and to grow in repentance. You don't repent once. Unless you repent once and you're perfect, then you know, but you don't repent once. You grow in repentance. It's not a constant, oh, I'm brokenhearted in my mind. It's, Lord, I changed my mind about this. Lord, I changed my mind about this. Lord, I make a check here and I change this. Lord, I've been spending too much time on my phone, so I repent. Let me not spend time on my phone. Lord, I've not been loving my wife the way I should, so I repent. Let me start loving my wife. But if you truly repent, you'll start acting on it. Oh, yeah, you'll start acting on it. Daniel resolves in his heart to not eat the king's food. The first meal, he said, I need something else. I can't eat this. I already resolved in my heart to not eat this. So he didn't. So repentance works with action because faith without works is dead. Amen. So it says, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, some count slow, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And then the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. It's fire now or it's fire then. It is fire now or it is fire then. Jesus is coming back very soon. Very soon. He said a thousand years is like a day. A day is like a thousand years. So if he's coming back in a thousand years, it could be tomorrow. There's, the time limit is, it's, it's ticking, the clock is ticking. Everybody who's been in prayer in a sense, the signs of the times, which the Bible tells us to do, you, we see it. We can see the world slowly, slowly preparing its way for the king's glorious return. And if you're baptized with the fire of the Holy Spirit, when that next fire comes, it's going to be like a bath. Oh, it's going to be the best thing. Oh, when, that, when Jesus returns in fire, with fire in his eyes, and cracks the sky, because you're so on fire for God, you're going to be like, I've lived in this state for years, and I've waited for this day forever. But the choice is ours. With that being said, uh, let's bow our heads and close our eyes as I close. My, I'm going I'm to follow the flow of the Holy Spirit here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, if you can pray in tongues, just pray. If you can pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, please. Oh, we praise you. Oh, God, we exalt you. Oh, we invite your power here right now, Father God. Oh, your, your, your power, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, we, we repent for lukewarmness. Oh, we repent for putting other things ahead of you. Oh, we want you and only you. You are the goal and the, you are the end of our affections, oh God. We want you and we want you only. Thank you, Lord. Keep 
that concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.